0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to With Great People, the podcast for high-performance teams. I'm Richard Kasparewski. In this episode, I share the story of my 180-degree transformation. I used to think we had to be working together in the same room to get amazing results. But now I know that that's obviously wrong. Like all people, I just needed a good reason to change my thinking and way of working. To support this podcast, visit my website, kasparowski.com. Oh, and of course, while we're on this podcast talking about great teams, I have a great team that I work with. One of my amazing teammates is Vidan hadzi Vidanovich. He's the editor-in-chief of this podcast. We're going to try something new here. For the first time in the history of this podcast, and in the history of the world, I'm going to sing and play piano for you. Vidan, cue the music if you don't want to see me, did a full 180, crazy, thinking about the way I was. Yes, the wise words of Dua Lipa. I love that song, and I love the opening lines. I did a full 180 in my teaching, coaching, and consulting work. As recently as March, I advised clients that if they care about the product they're building together, they need to be co-located and working together in real time. If they're working on a less important product, then at least try to work together in the same time zone. And if they're maintaining an end-of-life product, then it doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. This advice is obviously bogus. So what should we do today? These days, I still advise people to maximize connection individuals interacting together really well. Think about the people you work with and how to amplify your ability to connect with each other. Do everything possible to have an awesome team and an awesome product will follow as a side effect. That's inspired by Jim and Michelle McCarthy when they say team equals product. Then and only then, choose the tools to amplify your team's awesomeness. As the manifesto for agile software development guides us, we have come to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Despite that, of course we need to use tools to do great work together. Which tools should we use to amplify our team's awesomeness? In this podcast, I'll focus on tools to enhance real-time collaboration. We'll start with video, cameras on. Collaborating via video is practically a given these days. It's the next best thing to being together face-to-face in physical space. And I mean real video meetings with cameras and microphones turned on so we can see each other, hear each other, and engage in authentic communication. Communication is more than the words we speak or write. Real communication includes vocal inflection and body language. We don't know precisely what percentage of communication is nonverbal. Still, when we limit ourselves solely to voice or worse, to asynchronous text or chat, we lose a great deal of information and connection. When I arrive in a video meeting and people have their cameras turned off, I feel disconnected from them. If it were a face-to-face physical space meeting, would they have shown up with a paper bag over their head? That's what camera off feels like to me in online space. As if they're embarrassed to be there, they don't want anybody to know they're there, they refuse even to try to connect with anyone else present. I feel like they're disengaged, that they're not in with the team, that we're wasting our time together, and that they should check out. So I invite everyone to turn on the cameras. I remind them that feedback is one of the most critical aspects of the way we work together, and that faster and more information-rich feedback will help us connect more strongly and help us get better results together. The fastest form of feedback we have as humans is our facial expressions. It's so easy to see from someone's face whether they understood what we said, whether it made sense, or whether they disagree, a little, or a lot. We use that feedback to make adjustments to what we're saying and how we're saying it, to ensure there are no misunderstandings and that we achieve our goals together. Hmm, that last sentence includes my definition of a protocol, a shared agreement that helps us avoid misunderstandings and accomplish our shared goals. Perhaps video cameras turned on could be one of your team's protocols. Now, from there, I like to think about the simplest tools that work. Faces and voices, video and audio, are a great start. To enhance the conversation, most of us need tools to visualize what's happening. The conversation, the collaboration, and the ideas we're creating together. The best idea is to use the simplest tools that work. Easy tools that everyone already knows how to use and that are accessible to everyone, everywhere in the world. For most collaborations, a shared text editor is the best tool for the job. Most people know or can quickly learn Google Docs, so that's my default recommendation. Just create a new document, click the share button, change the share settings to anyone with the link is an editor, and share the link with your teammates. They open the shared document, and you all take notes and record ideas together in real time. Easy. Typing text into a shared document is a great start and we can amplify that goodness with tools that are more visual. Google Jamboard is a virtual whiteboard with make-believe pens and Post-its, and it's super easy to use. It works well in the web browser, and it's easy to add handwritten content on a tablet with your finger or an electronic pen. I use it on my iPad with a pencil. I've used it for everything from everyday collaboration with teammates to open space breakout sessions. Sometimes when traveling for work, it's pre-COVID-19, I used it to help my stepson with his homework. Zoom plus Jamboard is almost like being in the same room together. And finally, I've been using Miro for awesomely rich team collaboration. For my agile software development course at Harvard, I needed to recreate the in-classroom learning experience without being in the classroom. Pre-COVID, almost every learning module included face-to-face, hands-on learning activities. In COVID times, face-to-face is impossible. The challenge was to recreate highly interactive collaborative learning activities without being in physical space together. Miro is the best tool for a challenge like this. I successfully transformed the entire course and all the other learning and work activities I use with clients to work online. I encourage you to add Miro to your tool set for online classes and work meetings. And for the rest of this podcast, I'm going to talk about a set of pre-made Miro templates that I've created for my work and that you can use. Just log into your Miro account, open up one of my canvases, and make your own copy of any template that you want to use. The first is the Team Transformation Canvas. Want an easy tool to help you start building the best team of your life? That's what the Team Transformation Canvas is. It's a practical worksheet to help you and your teammates discover the best in each other and put that into action. The canvas facilitates self-awareness of your current emotional state and desired personal outcomes. It helps you develop a deepened understanding of what drives your behaviors and actions. By identifying and owning these intrinsic motivations, you align your future actions with your most inherent needs, creating your unique pathway to professional and personal self-actualization. Finally, the canvas facilitates deep emotional and supportive connections with each other, the building blocks of a high-performance team. You can find the Team Transformation Canvas in Miro's Microverse, or you can make a copy of my Team Transformation Canvas template. And we have links to all of this in the podcast notes. Next is the Agile Point game. It's like the ballpoint game, but it's 100% online. Are you an Agile trainer, coach, or Scrum Master? Do you want an easy way to help your students learn the foundations of Agile software development? then the Agile Point Game is for you. The Agile Point Game is a 100% online version of Boris Glogger's famous ballpoint game. By playing this simple game together, your students learn about teamwork, collaboration, iterative work, forecasting, retrospectives, empirical process control, diversity and inclusion, The Tuckman model of team formation, continuous improvement, experimenting, inspect and adapt, Agile principles, psychological safety, and trust. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Best of all, they have fun. That means that they really learn together. They think of Agile as something fun. They look back at your Agile training class as an enjoyable experience that brought them together as a team. I use the Agile Point Game as the opening activity of every online Agile class I teach, including my courses at Harvard University and in industry. We reference this learning activity throughout the rest of the course. Every element of the game is a stepping stone to deeper understanding. Enjoy this Agile learning activity. And you can find the Agile Point Game in Miro's Microverse, or you can make a copy of my template. Next is Build Your Own Scrum Online. After playing the Agile Point Game, my students are ready to learn Scrum. We use my online adaptation of Adam Weisbart's Build Your Own Scrum. Build Your Own Scrum is without a doubt the best Scrum learning activity. For this one, I have a private preview of my Build Your Own Scrum online adaptation. And if you'd like to check that out, send me a message. Meanwhile, I'll be updating it to match the new Scrum Guide 2020. Next is the Product Inception Canvas. Want an easy tool to help you start building great products that people love? That's exactly what the Product Inception Canvas is, a practical worksheet to help you, your business people, your stakeholders, and everyone else on your team discover exactly what to do next as you build and extend your product. The Product Inception Canvas facilitates alignment among business people, product development teams, and stakeholders. We begin by identifying, discussing, and aligning on our company vision and product vision. Who are we? Why do we exist? How will the world be different and better because of the work we're doing? Next, we identify stakeholders and bring them to life as user personas. Who cares about the work we're doing? Who are they, really, including all their details? Finally, we put it all together into a product backlog, an ordered to-do list of everything we want to be true about our product in the future. What are the wants and needs of our stakeholders? What problems will we solve for them? Which problems should we solve first to maximize their joy? To use the product inception canvas, make a copy of my template. Next is the user story template. Now that your team knows what they're building, who they're building it for, why it's important, and what's on the initial product backlog, it's time to elaborate those initial product backlog items as user stories. Fill in the blanks on this user story template and you'll be on your way. To use the user story template, make a copy of my Miro template. Next is definition of done and ready. Yay, we have a product backlog. Next step, let's agree with each other on what it means to have a high quality finished product increment let's create our definition of done. And to help us make sure we really understand what we're about to build, let's also define what it means for us to be ready to start the work. I use these templates to teach the concepts of definition of done and definition of ready, and to create real definitions of done and ready with the teams I work with. To use the definition of done and ready board, make a copy of my template. Next are two templates for learning how to estimate. The first is doggy estimating online. Given a product backlog and an agreement about what it means to get backlog items done, our next step is to estimate the size and complexity of the user stories on the backlog. I use the following two templates to help Agile teams learn estimation techniques. The first learning activity is doggy estimating online. This is a 100% online version of the old doggy planning game from Tasty Cupcakes. I use this activity to help people learn how to estimate product backlog items one at a time using planning poker. You can find Doggy Estimating Online in Miro's Miraverse or make a copy of my Doggy Estimating Online template. And as a bonus, are you a teacher or a coach? Then ask me for a copy of the companion board Doggy Estimating Online for facilitators. The other activity I use to help people learn estimation is Animal Estimating Online. I use this one to help people learn how to estimate a large product backlog all at once using affinity grouping. You can find Animal Estimating Online in Miro's Microverse, or make a copy of my Animal Estimating Online template. Whew! We made it to the end of the sprint. What's the thing we do at the end of the sprint to inspect and adapt on ourselves as a team? to make our team the most amazing team that has ever existed in the history of universe, building the most incredible, highest quality product ever? You're right, it's time for a retrospective. I have two retrospective templates that I like to share with my students and real work teams. The first is a simple plus-delta retrospective. This is the activity where you and your teammates collectively identify the things that went well, pluses, and the things you'd like to change, deltas. Then, together as a team, you use those data to guide the massive improvements you'll make right away. To use the Plus Delta retrospective, make a copy of my template. And then my favorite retrospective activity is Perfection Game. Perfection Game is the single best activity to give or receive feedback about anything. It's an excellent tool for teammates to reflect on their performance as a team and agree with each other on the most important improvements to make together. To use the perfection game retrospective, make a copy of my template. Next up is a workshop for user story mapping. User story mapping is a way to explore exactly what to build. It is precisely the right tool for everyone involved in building a product, customers, business people, developers, and everyone else, to get all their great ideas out there prioritize them and get aligned with each other about exactly what to build next. This user story mapping workshop template makes it easy for remote teams to go through all the steps to learn user story mapping and then apply the technique to their future amazing product. To use the user story mapping workshop, make a copy of my template. Next up, it's open space online. OpenSpace is a great way to hold a productive meeting for anywhere from five to a couple of thousand people who have an important problem that they wanted to solve yesterday. If you want to help all those caring people combine their individual brains into a super creative problem-solving machine, then open space is probably the right tool for you. I've probably facilitated more open spaces than anyone else in the world, including one open space that lasted six weeks. I've taken all that experience and put it together into an open space online template that you can use to facilitate an open space event for any group of people. And when we get back to -to face-to-face events in physical space, you can use my open space proceedings website to augment your open space event. The OpenSpace Online template is a work in progress. To use OpenSpace Online, make a copy of my example and customize it for your event. Lean Coffee is another great way to facilitate a productive meeting. I often use Lean Coffee to host conversations with groups of eight or fewer people. My Lean Coffee template includes all the instructions and tools you need to facilitate a great discussion. To facilitate a Lean Coffee, make a copy of my template. Next is the course creation canvas. Delivering training is easy, but will your students remember it next week? And will they still be practicing their new skills months from now? Chances are the answer is no. Most corporate training fails at its goal of affecting organizational change. And most training of any kind fails because of something called the forgetting curve. Without regular practice at New Skills and Concepts, people can't remember what they learned in a class. It's not their fault. It's merely a human trait. So how do we facilitate effective learning? How can we support learners with effective courses, skills practice, and learning environments? I spend a lot of time creating learning materials and helping students learn and acquire all the knowledge and skills they want. Every time I create a new short course or learning module, I follow a pattern based on Sharon Bowman's training from the back of the room. I created the course creation canvas to make it easy for me, and more importantly, for you, to create great learning sessions. It works every time. It's an easy way to create a great course for your students. To use the course creation canvas, make a copy of my template. Finally, we've got live class with hand-drawn posters. Yes, that's the actual name of the template. My physical space classes are typically zero PowerPoint fiestas. Yay! Instead of lecturing over slides that quickly disappear from the screen, I hand draw notes on large poster paper. The learning benefits are myriad. For one thing, it ensures that I, as the teacher, go at human pace, not too fast for learners and not too slow either. When a teacher reads from pre-made PowerPoint or Keynote or Google Slides, They go so fast that it feels like they're assaulting their students with so much information so quickly that it hurts. Instead, I draw posters while I'm talking, guaranteeing that I'm going at the same pace that they can absorb the material. The other significant benefit is that all the class material is visible to learners all the time. We stick these posters to the classroom walls, basically wallpapering the room with information. If someone wants a little reminder about something, all they have to do is look at the right poster on the right wall, and there it is, they're all set. This contrasts with ephemeral PowerPoint slides that disappear into the ether, leaving students bewildered about what happened earlier in the course. To reproduce this in my online classes, I use my live class with hand-drawn posters template. Before class starts, I make a copy of the template and customize it for the class I'm about to teach. I share the Miro link with my students so they can navigate around the notes and zoom in on whatever they want to see at the moment. I screen share what I'm live drawing to help them focus on that moment's learning segment. But they're free to refer back to whatever content they want to see, whenever they want to see it. And they can keep that copy of the classroom visuals as their notes forever. To use live slides with hand-drawn posters, make a copy of my template. And what's next for you? I'm hopeful that these Miro templates will be great starting points for you, your learners, and your colleagues. Let me know what works for you and what improvements we could make to these templates. And if you want any help, just ask. Hi, friends. Thanks again for listening. And remember, to support this podcast, visit my website, kasparowski.com.